0: Love Talk radio
1: Hello, and welcome to tonight's edition of Students for a Better Future Radio. A very special edition tonight. I'm your host Doreen Finkel with Luther Mays, and we are live.
2: developments in an ongoing FBI investigation. Joining us now, Brett Baer, anchor of Special Report. Brett. Hey, John. Uh, all of us who've been working this story at Fox have now circled back with our sources, more than six of them now with specific knowledge of the Clinton investigations. They confirmed that there is an active investigation into the Clinton Foundation that has been going on for more than a year. It is continuing and for those investigators working it, it is a priority. But we have also reported there is a split, not only between the FBI and the Department of Justice on this, but within the FBI. On the hacking of Clinton's private unsecured server, while multiple sources believe and are operating under the working assumption that the server has been hacked, and some had specific quotes to that belief, there are to this day no digital fingerprints of such breaches. Here's what FBI Director Comey said about it back in July.
3: With respect to potential computer intrusion by hostile actors, we did not find direct evidence that Secretary Clinton's personal email domain in its various configurations since 2009 was hacked successfully. But given the nature of the system and of the actors potentially involved, we assess we would be unlikely to see such direct evidence. We do assess that hostile actors gained access to the private commercial email accounts of people with whom Secretary Clinton was in regular contact from her personal account.
2: I was quoting from one source about his certainty that the server had been hacked by five foreign intelligence agencies. And while others believe that is probable because of the confirmed hacking of email accounts Secretary Clinton communicated with, as of today, there are still no digital fingerprints of a breach no matter what the working assumption is within the bureau. All the time, but especially in the heated election, on a topic this explosive, every word matters, no matter how well-sourced. Which brings me to this. I explained a couple of times yesterday the phrasing of one of my answers to Britt Hume on Wednesday night, saying it was inartful, the way I answered the last question about whether the investigations would continue after the election. And I answered that, yes, our sources said it would. They would continue to likely an indictment. Well, that just wasn't artful. It was a mistake. And for that, I'm sorry. I should have said they will continue to build their case. Indictment, obviously, is a very loaded word, John, especially in this atmosphere. And no one knows if there would or would not be an indictment no matter how strong investigators feel their evidence is. It's obviously a prosecutor who has to agree to take the case and make that case to a grand jury. We stand by the sourcing on the ongoing active Clinton Foundation investigation and are working to get sources with knowledge of the details on the record and on camera, hopefully today.
1: And folks, welcome back. That is Brett Baer uh, talking about the um, the email scandal of Hillary Clinton and um before we get into tonight's topic, I want to remind everybody the show is sponsored by the 501c3 nonprofit StudentsForABetterFuture.com. Um, please go ahead and make a donation. It is a recognized charity uh, who does actively does work on college campuses. Um, and also, there are internships available, so you can go ahead on the website to check it out. Uh, again, that's StudentsForABetterFuture.com. And folks, we are four days out of one of the biggest election of our lifetime, and it it, it will we will see a dramatic change um and uh it, no matter who who gets elected and the polls show that everybody is in it's it's all tied up in a in a dead heat um you know, and remember the person who wins has to le- uh win the electoral vote which is also very tight. So Tuesday will probably be a very, very long night. Um, Should we have to look at all the possibilities? Should Hillary Clinton get in? uh, We have to look at the fact of what can happen uh, with this investigation. And uh, you heard Brett Baer saying that um, there may or may not be be an indictment. Um, Most of us believe that if there was an indictment that she would be pardoned and um, it gets very interesting constitutional wise, should she get in and, and be elected? Um, you know, and, and on the other hand, with the election being tight, we may have challenges all over the place. So we have a, a very, very, uh, a very, a very invigorating upcoming weekend and possibly this could be the change of our lifetime. Um, and Luther, are you with us? Sure am. Can you hear me, Luther? So. What yeah, say you? Sure am. What say well, you?
3: Um, if she is, if she, uh, I, I really, tomorrow is going to be an interesting day because I can't believe she just ate, walked away. Um i do I don't see her winning no way. Mm-hmm. She's losing people this, okay. this is this is this well, is this is huge. This is huge. But my question is is if she's removed from um from this uh running for president, what do the Democrats do? Well the House of Representatives they decide who's gonna be the next president if she's removed? If she wins?
1: Well that is to be seen. Um, and if she, this investigation more than likely will continue, and even if she gets, if she becomes president-elect, and suppose she does get indicted, okay? And indicted before she takes office. This poses a some constitutional questions. Uh, more than likely, many of us uh, believe that she will be pardoned by President Obama. Um, And who knows? Kane could step up. So...
3: Well, I don't think so. If she's indicted...
1: Hold on, hold on. If she's indicted after she takes office, um, we have to look into the fact on whether there can be impeachment because um, impeachment, if I remember correctly, the crime has to be committed when you're in office But so don't quote me on that
3: We will have a judge coming up And so we have that avenue as well Go ahead Luther Well they put an indictment On her before the inauguration That would, They would remove her And the House of Representatives Would pick her replacement But if she goes, to the, I think if she goes To the inaugural and, the, and this happens Then the Vice President would be the President before the inaugural if i if I remember correctly, the House of Representatives would pick that person
1: right so that that's if the election comes into question um, and you know right now again, i'm almost it's very sure tight I, I, I
3: just right I just read this the other day I'm almost sure that's what would happen well um anyways uh, the evidence is overwhelming, sickening, and I don't believe she'll win uh Tuesday anyways, but if she does uh you uh, okay
1: uh I I want to bring on our yes uh I want to bring on our guest tonight um his name is uh I call him Dr. Saeed. doc, can you hear me?
4: Yes, I indeed can, and uh, thank you very much for having me. Uh, My full name is Dr. Asrul Islam Sayyid.
1: Welcome to the show, and can you tell everybody what you do? Uh, Give
4: us a little background. uh, Well, professionally, I am a neurologist and a psychiatrist. Uh, I Currently, practice. Uh, I'm in private practice uh, at present, but uh, I have served for 14 years as uh, chief psychiatrist uh, for the state of California. And uh, I originally am from Pakistan. Uh, what I do is uh, I have been a political activist before coming to the United States. Of course, I have been a United States citizen for a number of years now, and. Uh, I was very active into politics uh, of my country until uh, my country became, my country, Pakistan, became uh, literally unlivable uh, with the influx of uh, this religion, uh, this Saudi religion, uh, which uh, uh, just brought upon us uh, bigotry, intolerance, hatred, and you name it. And uh, so um, I... About myself, uh, I would tell. Uh, I would like to say a few things. In the year two thousand and one, right after when President Bush made this wonderful statement after uh, the nine eleven attacks that uh, this is not Islam; they have hijacked Islam. That was the first speech, and uh, I was so happy to hear that. That at least the American government is now uh, understanding that uh, there is. There are two versions, or so to say, of Islam. Uh, At least they know there are two versions of that, because that is what we have been advocating, and my ancestors have been advocating for uh, years. When I say ancestors, uh, I am a direct descendant of uh, Muhammad of Arabia, whom, uh, uh, for want of a better word, people uh, have been using the word Prophet Muhammad, a prophet is somebody who makes prophecies, and Muhammad uh, in the Quran is repeated to have said uh, repeatedly that I'm just a human being as much as uh, anybody else. Anyhow, uh, what I'm saying is uh, that uh, we were very delighted and uh, when President Bush said that uh, uh, they have hijacked Islam. So at that point, I started uh, uh, my website, writing articles and uh, delivering speeches on every forum Um, and trying to tell the American people that what you see in the form of Saudi religion, this is an absolute evil that we have been fighting against. And uh, although Muhammad lived uh, some 14 centuries ago, this Saudi religion is nothing uh, that old. This is uh, possibly 700 to 900 years old. And this religion... uh, is, has been used by kings of Arabia in the past, even before the times of Muhammad. They used these ritualistic prayers and all that uh, to uh, recruit uh, um, soldiers uh, who would serve the kings and fight as terrorists for them. So this was uh, my um, this uh, brief introduction. I started a radio show in California. I started um, Shalimar Radio and. Um, I was. I began educating the Muslims about uh, uh, the actual ideals of Muhammad, and uh, also preached that uh, basically Muhammad believed in uh, creating a kingdom of God, uh, where all people uh, will be able to enjoy life and live happily, and that kingdom of God, presently, that we see is uh, in the United States of America where, you know, um, Anybody who visits from our part of the world says say that this is literally a paradise on earth. And uh, so that kingdom, we do not know anything about because Saudis have just destroyed everything and anything related to those times and recreated a Muhammad in their own image. So this was an idea unknown to most Muslims uh, uh, because uh, people like myself and uh we were not permitted to talk about this because, under pakistan 's blasphemy laws and uh, these blasphemy laws have been uh, reigning supreme in our part of the world. Uh, we had to keep our mouths shut because they would behead people who would say such things but in the, given uh, the circumstances which and the liberties and freedom of speech which America gave me, I started these regular radio broadcasts and started uh, teaching uh, um, various Muslims uh, groups, uh, eventually I didn't realize that these radio broadcasts were being recorded by Pakistanis and uh, Indians uh, because these broadcasts were in the Urdu language and uh, they were selling CDs of my lectures over there. These were weekly one hour lectures which I was delivering as a part of my mission to uh, liberate uh, Muslims from the shackles of this evil religion which masquerades itself and calls itself as Islam. So um, 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 people in Pakistan were already aware of uh, this, uh, uh, but uh, it it culminated in development of a political party in Pakistan of uh, individuals uh, with very pro-American ideals and uh, pro-American views. Um, And uh, those... uh, people. uh, That uh, party was founded by me, finally, in uh, 2011. uh, And I'm president of that party. It's called Janet Pakistan Party. And uh, because uh, we could not sponsor ourselves, uh, um, otherwise, we use social media for that purpose. So this is my background. I have been a political activist in Pakistan and in the United States. And once Donald Trump... uh, um came on the scene uh, and uh, i started following him very keenly because uh, i i must admit i was very ignorant about uh, american politics uh, till uh, uh, mr donald trump uh, created all this uh, um, you know um there was this heat and uh, there was these discussions and particularly when he was one person who was very openly saying that uh, these individuals, these Muslims, uh, you know, we need to know more about them. Uh, We just cannot permit them in this country uh, to come and uh, preach their Sharia laws and everything and uh, under that umbrella and all that, what they had been doing. So I just loved that uh, Donald Trump and started following him because to me he appeared somebody who was – Extremely honest, and that totally uh, he would not care about being politically correct, but he was just as uh, being so honest, so I started following him, yeah. and subsequent uh, to that, I founded this group called Muslims for Trump and all that so th- this is uh, my little background
1: um yeah doc, I want to ask you um uh you had mentioned that the Saudis uh spread this religion in Pakistan, okay and now here in in america this this type of islam which is different uh how how did they do that did they finance um, Yeah. Uh, yes. like for this example,
4: actually, actually the saudi modus operandi for this religion is a very interesting phenomenon and this is uh from i would say medieval times uh, these arabs uh, they present uh, a group who engages in ritualistic prayers and fasting, and uh, they appear very holy, holier than anything else. And that has been their uh, uh, way, how they enter a society or a community. This is exactly how they infiltrated Pakistan. This is exactly how they infiltrated the United States of America. And because Saudis have um, this... uh, um, there's um, you know a lot. There's a lot of money with them. They have uh, mm, dollars, uh, which uh, you know people. Uh, there are reporters in the United States. There are people who would write essays for them, essays on Islam. People would present excellent, uh, uh, excellent scenarios about lives of, uh, of Muslims, how beautiful they are. So um, what Saudis did in Pakistan, they uh, presented. Uh, wonderful, uh, uh, what I call extremely seductive uh, scenes uh, of uh, passionate, uh, that that incited religious passion. So um, those scenes uh, in, uh, invoked, incited religious passion, and that is how they operated. So they did the same in the United States of America. Um, Now, as an afterthought, now I wonder, because I always was a Democrat, and I was voting for Democrats, as I said also in my other speeches, that, uh, you know, I became a Democrat uh, when uh, I was in Pakistan, and uh, I heard of President Kennedy, where he was assassinated, we were in in, uh, middle school at that time when that happened. So um, uh, we were, we found out President Kennedy, the Democrat. So once I immigrated to the United States, I I just uh, wanted to be a um, a Democrat, and that's how I voted, and I, that that's how you know your biases are, and uh, um, it didn't involve much of what you call a division or anything. You know, to me, Republicans were as good people, but at the same time, uh, um, we I was a Democrat, so at... During those this period, when I started following uh, Mr. Donald Trump, I also started wondering how on earth did it happen that Americans were able to elect a person with the name Barack Hussein when you are at war with uh, people with these kinds of names, these Islamic names. How did that happen? So I did some... Uh, um, study on YouTube when uh, how Saudi started infiltrating through YouTube videos and through uh, uh, um, uh, articles written in various American newspapers and in various magazines, New Yorker, Times. You know, you would find a pro Islamic article, a pro Islamic religion article, the Saudi religion article in every uh, magazine here and there, and that uh, those writers, uh, if you talk to them or if you identify who they were, you know, this country has, uh, as I have been saying, been infiltrated by Fareed Zakarias. These are individuals who have uh, uh, ties to Saudi Arabia, who are connected to Saudi Arabia, and so that is how it has happened. So Saudis have, uh, you know, um, infiltrated deeply because Saudi Arabia is a kingdom. And uh, what I want our listeners to remember that right after 9 11, although most of the attackers were from Saudi Arabia, as we found out, yet Saudi and the Bin Laden family managed to uh, escape under some umbrella, some umbrella, and uh, were never a part of any investigation. Uh, a lot of stuff for the United States of that at that time, they uh, just uh, got this uh, immunity from any kind of investigation and left. So Saudi Arabia's infiltration into American politics is uh, has been very deep. It is for a purpose. Uh, the King of okay, Saudi so Arabia.
1: Yeah. Um, Doc, I want to ask you. So then. Um, they have been paying uh, funding to
4: Clinton Foundation, correct? Yes. Yes. Well, Clinton Foundation is not the only way and form of funding. You know, I will tell you, I'm now into politics of Pakistan. Um, Journalists, uh, people who write for you, you just give them any amount of money, small amount of money, and they will do a favor for you, and uh, and, uh, you can recruit them, hire them, And uh, they will write for you in various magazines. In Pakistan, uh, you know, um, uh, I I have been saying this, and uh, forgive me for being very blunt, Um, I I have been saying this in my speeches in Pakistan that uh, these uh, even, uh, uh, excuse my language, but even pimps and prostitutes have better ethics than these journalists, some of them. So they just take money and uh, keep on uh, writing articles, and uh, they are paid for that. So uh, in this day and age when you had so many people with all those abilities, great abilities to write and were looking for jobs, Saudis have been financing a lot of that, and actually our media is now being controlled. When I say media, it is uh, your uh, printed media, your uh, newspapers, uh, magazines, um, any form of media, most of that is being controlled by the Saudis. most of these journalists have been traveling uh, to Saudi Arabia, and it is typical of Saudi Arabia to gift them with uh, cars and wristwatches and presents and all kinds of things. So uh, uh, the Saudis know how to develop such bonds, and that those bonds- uh, are developed, they are underground, They're, uh, you know, and you have the Clinton Foundation um, as uh, one of the most illuminating examples. Now, I worked in the government service myself um, for 14 years. Every year, every gov- government employee has to sign and submit a written statement about conflict of interest. And do they have any conflict of interest uh, anywhere, or are they just being... Uh, you know, under the influence of any other thing. And, we, you know, every government employee uh, does. But what you see in, uh, in, uh, in this Clinton uh, uh, relationship, there is no such thing. There is no such accountability. And that tradition, if that is happening at the highest level of United States government, you can see w- where the problem is. Actually, uh, uh, historically, if you look at um, uh, Islam and the Clintons, the relationship is very deep. Um, in 1990, uh, I think it was 94. Uh, I remember President Bill Clinton was the first person who was giving recognition to this religion and calling it uh, as a, one of the sacred religions, and uh, it is a beautiful religion, it is a recognized religion, when on the contrary, the fact is Muhammad of Arabia never founded any religion. So that is an absolute lie concocted by the Saudis, and all these stories of five pillars and uh, circumambulation around a stone and all those things, these are absolute lies. This religion, or it's not even a religion by the truest sense of the word, it is basically a cult. And uh, this cult uh, was recognized by Bill Clinton. And now, as I look back, whosoever pays them, whosoever provides them money clintons would go and uh you know enjoy whatever and and clintons would actually recognize them so what they did is recognition came from clintons for these uh the saudis uh, and this is um an older story it was in 94 subsequently saudis and the clintons have been having very deeper relations and unfortunately um and it's not just um, Clinton. It is deep, deep into American government. American government is infested, infested with people with vested interests, and that is how, unfortunately, our American democracy has been dependent upon. People uh, like uh, who are into these politics, they needed uh, votes. So uh, if they want to please uh, people, whether they are gays and lesbians, they will please them and make statements to their purpose and their, uh, to serve their purpose. And if it is Islamist, they would um, make statements to please them. So, this is what uh, for the past several years has been happening. And uh, you see uh, a person ber- named Barack Hussein Obama finally, finally coming as, uh, on the scene as uh, a president a president of the United States. Now, how on earth that could have happened, that is exactly an enigma, but that is how Saudis infiltrated. And the Democrat, your liberal American, or so to say, they were extremely vulnerable. Your Californians were extremely vulnerable to this this soft image and seductive image of Islam that, oh my God, this is so beautiful, and yeah, America has done atrocities here and there, which is why they're angry and all that. So all those things were uh, presented in this manner to the American people, and that is how what you see today, a brainwashed American is uh, um, this typical Democrat of yours, the person who is uh, uh, today standing uh, against uh, Uh, Donald Trump and who is favoring uh, Hillary Clinton uh, because they have been brainwashed for years and um, nobody understands this phenomenon more clearly than myself how this has happened because one I am a student of the Quran I have been lecturing on the Quran a scholar of the Quran and I have been talking about this evil religion. Muhammad of Arabia himself fought battles against this religion, and it was these religious people against whom all those hostile words that you see and read today, it was these religious fanatics against which there are hostile words in the Qur'an, which include words like uh, kill these fanatics wherever you find them. So this is exactly what now you see Donald Trump saying that, you know, we need to examine who is going to come into this country, who is going to be here. And uh, so all those things culminating at this point, now we see deep infiltration of Saudis. And this election, I wish people had the audacity to um, talk about Saudis, but even your uh, Fox channel, uh, nobody talks as much as we should about Saudis and, and, and their deep involvement all we have been talking is that you know this clinton foundation and saudi funding but the fact is what were those so many emails about that hillary is hiding and what was all this funding for these fundings were all for gaining favors for setting up bases of this saudi religion so now there are two thousand five hundred Islamic centers, which I call ISIS centers in the United States of America, these are all ISIS centers, and their typical mode of opera, um, modus operandi has been that once you approach them, their imam would say, "Islam means peace, and Islam means nice." we want to be nice. Even Islam forbids us to even kill an insect. Islam is so peaceful. This has been their modus uh, operandi for years. So this for past, you know, uh, in the past, uh, I would say, over ten years, Uh, This uh, has mushroomed, uh, this evil has mushroomed so much in America that now the future of the United States of America as a country, or even as an entity, or even as a government where there was a rule of law, that is at stake. Uh, You were just mentioning what would happen um, if FBI did indict, uh, or this happened, or that. But the question is, I don't see uh, any independent agency left in the United States that would be able to serve justice. Everything depends for us on this election, if we are able to, uh, uh, what you call, uh, bring America back to what America was, as as Trump says, uh, to make America great again, meaning to make America that honest, strong nation of God-fearing individuals who set examples of government for the rest of the world, who set uh, examples of obedience to the law for the rest of the world, who set examples of uh, how a rule of law is established. Today America has become a ridicule of the world. So uh, all these are things very important that will be coming up in this election. As regards the Saudi infiltration. One bottom line, it is so deep. It is so deep. Um, There are, you know, um, 2,500-plus Islamic centers, and they are literally um, um, uh, brainwashing these Muslims who give millions of their own dollars. All that money is collected. But have you ever seen a single hospital in the United States being built uh, by these uh, people? No. No all this money all these charities are used by for building more islamic centers and more recruitment and the final goal is to create enough people that there can be um, civil war within america in the form of terrorism and total destruction of america that is the saudi plan that is the saudi mission you see there is no constructive thing happening saudis have not done anything constructive so to say no construction of any hospital like you see there's so many hospitals united methodist hospital and so on and on this there is no such create nothing they have done nothing for the for goodness for sake of the people of america all this infiltration is so deep and yet throughout these obama years you had to just say well it's a religion I wish there was a government who could challenge with main and might that, yes, America gives liberty to religion, but not to run a parallel government. These Islamic centers have been running a parallel government. They, have, they tax people. They utilize those taxes in their own manner, and these millions of dollars are funneled to Taliban, and to other people who are fighting these wars for ISIS. America has been so ignorant that, you know, um, and, and, and nobody has been talking about this. I, on my radio shows, I on my little, uh, you know, whatever uh, resources I have is, you know, my own uh, camera production and all that, and I post videos on YouTube and uh, I post videos on Facebook. Uh, my last video speech uh, um, um it was viewed by about over a million americans um and uh, they, they are watching uh, people are listening but at this point you know time is of the essence as many of us as many of us can make and create awareness in the american people but i i will say this to all of uh, all of my fellow americans who love this country and who are passionate and patriotic about america just like myself that if this battle is lost by us on the 8th, it is not over. Now we will be more aware. So we will be more aware for the future because we, we have to save this country. This country is, uh, has been the leader for the rest of mankind in the fields of sciences and in the fields of sports and athletics and physical achievement and everything. So this country has been a role model and people uh, look up to America. So we have to make America great again. But, uh, you know, the tragedy is we do not have forums where we can talk and uh, people like myself can talk. Uh, all you have is uh, various individuals uh, uh, sitting on Fox like talking about uh clinton foundation but nobody says what exactly is the agenda that this foundation has been fulfilling for the saudis that is the million dollar question and america needs to know what are the interests that saudi arabia has in america uh, are they just there that their kingdom should survive or is it more than that the fact is that as much of these uh these uh um Islamic centers, the way they have mushrooms. The goal is to create enough youth who can, uh, on occasions, be used to uh, um, create terror attacks. And uh, that is how they destroyed Pakistan. That is how they destroyed India a hundred years ago. This religion has been doing this all these years, and uh, that. Uh, We need to expose them. We need to talk more about this—that Muhammad of Arabia never founded any religion, and that this religion is not legitimate. And we need to do something about this. I have plans for that. Once I hope, uh, and I I sincerely hope and wish, if Mr. Donald Trump is victorious, then he will be able to enact laws that will restrain these Islamic centers and bring them under under the law of America. The use of the word imam, which literally means governor, that word should be abolished because they are not governors. The word chaplain ought to be used, and that, that's all. There, you, there need to be laws where Pledge of Allegiance to the United States is read in every Islamic center. There needs to be a law that American flag should be on top of every Islamic center, and it should be respected because it is on American soil. There should be laws which should forbid segregation of women in the Islamic centers and all that. So uh, these are fundamental things. Uh, we, uh, we have laws. We do not give up, uh, a, a corporate status even to uh, 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 McDonald's if it uh, engages in discrimination. Yet you see Um, discrimination of women and discrimination of every kind in these Islamic centers. So you have actually given, uh, America has been sleeping all these years and never asking uh, uh, people from Pakistan, particularly people like myself, who know the history of this evil that has been masquerading under the name of Muhammad and Islam, which has nothing to do with Islam or Muhammad. They have uh, the word Islam literally means safety and security. So Muhammad, this word occurs in the Quran uh, about ten times, and uh, what it, it meant was that he uh, referred to a government that would give people safety and security. That is the word Islam: safety and security. That is exactly what uh, Donald Trump is talking about today: to give safety and security to citizens who live. Uh, in the United States and who live anywhere in any part of the world. But this evil religion, I keep on using the word evil because that is one way for us to understand what this religion is about. And unfortunately, that has not been done enough only because we have been politically correct and trying to be politically correct to the Saudis and not to be disrespectful. Yet, we have been paying heavily through loss of life and through loss of peace. And and think of the millions of dollars that we spend now on our airport for security just because these individuals continue to harass by wearing dress codes that uh, resemble uh, Osama bin Laden. And uh, you have, uh, you know, um, uh, it's just similar to, you know, just as you do not allow people to dress up with Ku Klux Klan clothes and uh, walk around, because that is, uh, um, we need laws against all those things. Same, similarly, we need laws against women wearing these uh, burkinis and, uh, uh, um, uh, and, and their headscarves. We need laws, and we need to uh, be very active about this. Unfortunately, the Saudi infiltration has been so deep that we have not been able to say a word. And they say they have freedom of speech, but what about my freedom of speech? Where is my freedom of speech? Why am I not allowed to talk?
1: Right. Uh, Doc, this is a heavy call line tonight. Um, so we'll be going to callers in, in just about, in, in I would say, about less than five minutes. So hang on the line. Um, and I do want to also mention the call in number 646-915-8117. And um, before we go to our callers, Doc, I just want to ask you a question. What was the Bush's administration involvement with them?
4: I personally think Bush's were as deeply involved as the Clintons were. You see, that political process in a democracy runs with money, and Saudi Arabia has been financing it. Um, when, When oil was discovered in Saudi Arabia, the deals that Americans made with the Saudis, those deals were a blunder. We discovered oil, oil that of course is discovered on Saudi land, but at the same time that anything that is discovered on any land, uh, you know, just because uh, it it has been discovered over there, you do not give them absolute rights. Uh, We must have chosen or made decisions that we will give you dollars provided you show us democracy, rule of law, equality of women and abolish this uh, celebration of uh, uh, whatever cult you have been calling as uh, Islam and just join the human race like the rest of the people. But we did not do that. So um, American democracy has suffered because Saudis had the money, they were millionaires, and I think Bushes were equally involved, which is why you see Bushes equally opposing uh, opposing. Uh, Mr. Donald Trump, just like the Clintons are. You see a trade union activity of all these active politicians, and there is one Donald Trump standing against all of them.
1: Uh, yes, I want to um, bring on caller 816. Um, you're live on the air. Would you like well, to ask a question? Judge, Reed. Yeah,
5: well, Judge, Judge Reed, Reed, welcome to the show. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. Well, thank ask you. away. It has been a breath of fresh air listening to your speaker tonight, because everything that I've heard uh, about Islam is differentiated by what he's saying. So congratulations and thank you. Uh, And he said the the key word, oil, the main reason that the United States has been accepting of uh, the so-called moderates is because of oil. And the reality, in my viewpoint, is that what we must eventually do is do what Trump said. Take the oil fields. Take the oil fields and uh, occupy that uh, that territory. Set up a new provisional government that's friendly to us. And tell the militant uh, Islamic factions, your day is over and you are targets of opportunity.
4: Absolutely. That he, be... in the
5: United States, we need to differentiate between religions and religions that want to establish a state government, and not give tax preference to religions that want a state government. That eliminates tax exemption for all the mosques.
4: Go ahead, Doc. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Doc. You know, this is. I'm glad that you know. Um, uh, um, although you know. <laughs> I've had a very long day today here. I'm visiting New York, and uh, uh, I have, uh, you know, been involved with my, my, my first-born grandchild all day. <laughs> okay. So, uh, But uh, forgive my uh, if my thought processes are not all that uh, as they usually are. But thank you so much. Uh, I'm glad that uh, it has made way, what I was saying. It is very important for America to understand and I, I can elaborate more about this present Saudi Islam. What what most scholars, uh, uh, readers of Islam, do not know, there lived a man by the name who called himself Muhammad uh, during the lifetime of Muhammad. And that Muhammad said, I am the real Muhammad. Not he was the religious leader of the Arabs. And if you uh, Google, his name is Musailma the liar and Muhammad was his arch enemy, and Muhammad was actually um, the so-called liberal of his times who actually challenged this Muslim's religion with main and might. After the death of Muhammad, and probably, we don't know, exactly 200, 300 years, um, so Arabs reactivated the same cult and attributed that to the Muhammad of the Quran, and also transformed multiple words of the Quran in the religious language and created this religion of five pillars. For example, the word Salat does not mean prayer. It means duty. The word uh, Ramadan, there was no month even by this name uh, Ramadan during the times of Muhammad. So this entire concoction of creation, um, uh, you know, this is a masterpiece, uh, and uh, people uh, like myself and uh, several, for the past uh, um, uh, um, almost 1,000 years have been secretively writing about this, uh, that, you know, um, this entire religion is a hoax, a concoction. What Arabs did, they, the Saudis, they created new dictionaries of Arabic language and uh, put all those words uh, in a meaningful religious form in translations of the Quran which is why when you read the Quran, you cannot go past a paragraph because it does not make sense because there is no continuity of thought process there because all those words are, although there, they have been so gravely mistranslated to create this evil religion. And uh, (laughs) this is a long story, you know, Uh, I can go and narrate uh, similarly the words Siyam and Al-Hajj, and all those words had absolutely different meanings. For example, there is a word in the Quran uh, that says, who should be the settlers uh, in this gov- this state that uh, Muhammad had founded? And it says, uh, the word, uh, uh, it says, in the Safa wal Marwa min that those who are sincere, Safa means sincerity, and Marwa means, uh, individuals who have uh, chivalry, he says. Individuals with sincerity and chivalry are welcome to live in this state. Now, the words Safa and Marwa are now being translated as two mountains, little mounds in Makkah, That these are these are attributes of God, you know. Uh, so these, whereas the actual meaning of the word a verse was. That Safa and Marwa are godly qualities. Um, sincerity and uh, chivalry are godly qualities, okay. and those who have those qualities are welcome to stay here. Similarly, the word Muslim, which is being used, Muslim means literally. The translation Arabic translation of this is one who is accepted. That is the literal translation. Muhammad was very particular. Not religious fanatics in his kingdom. So what he did, he was not permitting them to live in, and those who got acceptance, they were called Muslims. That is exactly what Donald Trump is saying. We will have only those people to come and live over here whom we accept. That is what, and that is the reason. When uh, I heard Donald all that, I said, this is my man. I want to support him because... By through through a, a process of natural, uh, what you call uh, uh, a process of elimination or uh, uh, something, nature has by itself brought this biblical prophet uh, in the form of Donald Trump who is actually saying all those words. And the reason he's saying the truth is because he is b- uh, basically addicted to truth and he will speak the truth no matter what, as uh, doesn't care for uh, political correctness. So these, these were yes, some similarities uh, to understand better. Uh,
1: yeah, hold on, Doc. Uh, Luther, can you hear me? Yeah.
4: Okay, well, I know you well, wanted used, to ask something.
1: Go
0: ahead. Well, I well,
3: want to say something. We used to uh, try to stop these radical lyrics. Now we're letting them in here to run wild, and, and their politicians are getting paid off by the Saudis.
4: You know, I, ahead, I personally... Yeah, I... I The way to stop these radicals, after 2000, uh, you know, I'm talking not just 2001, I was once invited to a meeting uh, in Philadelphia where uh, um, there was General Zinni and some American ambassadors, and uh, I mean... uh, one of the top brass of the United States was there, and uh, I was invited at in and the year was I think I remember it was 1997, and Villanova University organized that. I was given five minutes to talk about that, and I uh, talk uh, in that meeting, and I told uh, uh, the generals over there I said the amount of money that you spend on the making of one bomb. We need to create using that much money, just that much money, and that's not a whole lot I'm asking, just 5 or $10 million to set up actually a television channel to educate these Muslims in the United States about and educate them fearlessly without any fear of political correctness about the evil of their religion, and we should be able to teach them That was one way. I still think education is the answer. And uh, when I was running Shalimar Radio Los Angeles, just like you were running this radio station, I was educating people, and I found out that not only these Muslims were listening, every Islamic center had their radio turned on, and they were listening to me. At the same time, these mullahs in California declared this fatwa against my radio, uh, which was not a, you know um, an open fatwa, but underground. They told all the businesses that were advertising on my radio station that we will tell that the meat that you are selling is not kosher or halal, and you will lose business if you give your ad on Shalimar Radio. So uh, uh, I... I I said, okay, no problem, but I continued to finance that radio through my own uh, funds, Um, all the ads were withdrawn. But they were recipient, and that radio station had a 1-800 number you could call. Believe me, in all those eight or nine years in my radio program used to be a weekly event for two to three hours, hardly two or three people ever dared to call because, you know, uh, they know the fact. In their heart, they know that this man is telling the truth. I am a scholar of Arabic language, and I speak, uh, I'm a scholar of the Quran. In fact, some of the scholars uh, who are, you know, uh, very notable scholars uh, in the Islamic world, they call me the canon of the Quran because uh, I challenge I, them through basic Arabic and root words. And I said, look how the words are mistranslated. And uh, you have created this... Uh, this religion, which is an absolute hoax, and mankind needs to eradicate this religion from the face of Earth. It should be our open goal. And who would do that? It should uh, not okay. come we from. Another call. It should come people like me.
1: Yes, doc. We have another caller on the line. Caller eight six five. You're live on the air. Go ahead.
0: Hello, Doreen. This is Ann Wolf. Hello, Doctor Sayed. Hi. Hi,
4: Ann. Hi, Hi Ann. Uh, Well, I I,
0: I must say that both of you are part of why America is already great, and I'm so appreciative of your work and very grateful for the courage that both of you have. And I just want to thank both of you, and your words are very inspiring, Dr. Tonight, and I know a lot of people are very moved, and I wanted to encourage folks to watch your video that you had mentioned that got uh, almost... A million, well, over a million views, and, of course, you have a couple of others that are quickly moving in that direction as well. And that's how I came to know about your work, and I, it was recommended by another conservative columnist. And I took time, and she said, watch all the way to the end because you will cry. And at the end, when I saw you putting your hand on your heart in this room full of your fellow um uh, associates and people I guess uh, many of them originally from Pakistan also putting their hands on their heart and singing America the Beautiful it really did bring me to tears and of course I, I was compelled to, to reach out and congratulate you on your courage and thank you for being a great American but I, I was thinking about how you and Doreen have something in common and that is that you're very interested in countering the infiltration and indoctrination of our youth, I mean, considering the name Students for a Better Future, and I know that you're involved in activities in Pakistan, and wondered if you all might want to exchange some words about what you're doing to counter the indoctrination, because all these things you're talking about are, are a lot, you know, a lot about indoctrination and how it creeps in and gets into the system and becomes normalized. And I know that you, doctor, have things over in Pakistan that are offering educational opportunities where the kids can come and they don't have to hear all that nonsense and they can become, you know, the person they're meant to be. And then, of course, Doreen, you have things going on here. And, and just if you had any thoughts about, uh, Dr. Syed, about what you think should happen here in America, you know, so I'd be interested to hear a little exchange between the two of you. Yes, well, uh, uh, thank you so better.
4: much.
0: Yeah. Uh, hold on no, but students for a better
1: future, um, uh, aside from getting numerous speeches and um, offers to do books and this and that, um uh, we are actually um, involved in writing curriculum for the k through twelve. And uh, we have numbers of educators on there. Uh, and by the way, we are actually seeking funding for that. Um, and I'm working with some people on, on the colleges to uh to secure the funding for that and the curriculum is quite the opposite of of common core um it, you know it promotes individuality uh it's more of economic and free market uh, so to speak um you know and and that's the our biggest project right there um you know, I, I want to take everybody back 80, 90 years to Herbert Marcuse and the gang that came over from um, from Eastern Europe pre-Hitler. Uh, they were this gang of, of um, educators came from uh, the uh, German Marxist school called the Frankfurt School, and um, they actually left there because Hitler would have kicked them out anyhow. But they came here to establish what they call the social research Institute at Columbia university here. And, um, what they did was they got together to devise a Marxist curriculum under that. And it was, it's actually called critical theory. Uh, so we are doing the same thing only a different way, because now we have years and years of, of people who uh, have been indoctrinated in this, in this Marxist type of theory. And it's called critical theory. You can see it on the college campuses. They have critical queer theory, critical que- feminist theory, critical whiteness studies. And it's all in your objectives in common core, teaching kids to think critically. Uh, and and that, um, you know, and, and in doing so it's it has uh, changed the direction of, of, this company, of this country for the worse. And um, so that—that that is our biggest project. It is a very big project going on with us. And um, we don't expect to see a change back in our lifetime, but we, somewhere down the road we will see a change back in the other direction. And that's why the group was formed, because – we want to see the change in the future and we already know that it's problematic right now, but you know, we're, we're doing inch by inch, step by step, doing the right thing. And, you know, we're, we're changing minds day by day and that's where counts. Go ahead, Doc. I know i cut you off.
4: Now I'm there. And, uh, let me begin by saying, I want to, uh, appreciate and thank, uh, Miss Anne Wolf. Um, She has been uh, truly inspirational. Uh, We have now become um, supportive friends of each other uh, for the past uh, couple of months. uh, And she has been following my posts uh, on Facebook also. But Anne, I truly appreciate, and I don't know how many of your uh, listeners of this radio know, uh, or they should know, uh, (laughs) forgive my presumptuousness, uh, that uh, Anne is uh, Um, has not only given me access to her music. I mean, she's a celebrated uh, uh, person, but she sings so beautiful, and she has provided me access to some of her albums, which I do use in my uh, speeches. uh, And uh, also, she has been uh, writing to support me because there are so many hostile individuals on Facebook uh, that uh, actually use uh, every letter... In the language, as they say, uh, to condemn me, and uh, there are uh, friends like that who are there, who have been saying all those words, and and talks sense to them. And there are several other friends like that. But Anne, I truly appreciate your uh, being there uh, as a friend for me. Um, you have been Absolutely. actually uh, very, very inspirational and encouraging to me. There was. Actually, the day that I talked to you was a day when I was feeling very demoralized because uh, with my kind of work, I receive lots of death threats and uh, harassing uh, phone calls and uh, all that stuff uh, that happens. Uh, uh, actually, there was a time when my wife used to say, why do you check emails every morning when you know there is going to be a death threat in them? So start your day, listen to those emails at the end of the day uh, or read them at the end of the day. In one of those days, I was so demoralized and sitting down when I received this wonderful note from Anne, uh, a note of appreciation, and then I asked that I wanted to talk to her, and I actually uh, Googled and found out that she's a celebrated singer and uh, a wonderful uh, person, as I found out later to be. So thank you so much, Anne, for uh, being there. To answer your question, what efforts I am doing uh, education-wise, I have established, uh, under the same name, Janat Pakistan, Janat means paradise, so we want to turn Pakistan into a paradise, that's the um, way Uh we say, because all those people that come to, and a paradise means a place where there is not going to be these satanic ideas and these uh, mullahs, so it's going to be a country free from mullahs, that is our agenda. So uh, it will come through uh, education um uh, similarly, uh, to achieve that goal, I fo- uh, was able to set up a not-for-profit organization called Gannett Pakistan Incorporated in California. And uh, uh, through that, uh, we um, at, um, have set up some offices in Pakistan where lectures of my CDs and DVDs, they are distributed. And they are not only distributed in Pakistan, in India and worldwide. What they have been doing in places like Sawat, which is uh, infested with the Taliban, some uh, five, six years ago, my fiduciaries, as I call them, because they are secretive people who are working for me, and they go and uh, leave those uh, CDs of mine and my lectures and booklets in various mosques over there, and they just go and leave them or put posters uh, because the media locally, the press, uh, wouldn't even take an ad from me because they said, you know, people will, uh, people will come and uh, set their press on fire. But yes. we have been uh, engaged in this kind of education. The Janat Pakistan Educational Mission uh, has uh, an office, a big office in Lahore. And, um, of course, Lahore is civilized enough, and the place where we have set offices, they are uh, uh, in the military uh, area, so they are kind of protected. Uh, nothing is protected, actually, in Pakistan, but uh, I, we still, you know. So uh, those are little investments that I have done for this cause. Uh, as regards people making donations to my organization, uh, you'll be surprised. Um, I was There should have been uh, some Muslims that should have contributed some money, but uh, uh, other than... Uh, some people on Facebook that uh, yearly have given some contributions uh, like not exceeding 200 or $300 um, um, I do not have any other resource so my wife and I we, uh, be both being physicians are able to finance that and uh, we uh, are doing this uh, so this is uh, what we have been doing uh, there is a school called uh, a girl school that was opened by us and there's a headmistress with very progressive ideas in Pakistan uh, and she runs that school, and uh, um, but uh, you know, uh, you believe that uh, the amount of donation that I give to for each of such activities so meager, like uh, two hundred or three hundred dollars a month, but they are able to you know uh, still show affiliation with us, and that's how we are working very very much like Christian mission at one time. Yes, Doc, doc hold on one second. Luther, did
1: you want to ask a question? Go ahead.
3: Uh,
5: yeah, but what i was
3: talking about, you know, um, the pro. The problem here is, like I said a few minutes ago, we used to try to stop these clerics. Now they're running wild in here, and I had heard that they rewrote the Koran here during the George W. Bush era to this evil cult to promote it here. They had
4: rewrote it again. um uh, I, I do not know about about that you know i i am absolutely a non-visitor to these islamic centers i uh in fact i have uh on on the day of uh islamic christmas which is our day of uh you know uh eid as we call every two or three years or four years i go and visit uh, and join them in that community, and. Uh, people ask me why do you come every five years or four years i say just as to get just as you go to the doctor to get a booster shot for tetanus i come here and get my booster shot because whatever you are preaching is, i, I, I get such a severe reaction to that that i understand whatever i'm doing is right because they are preaching people over there so I, I refer to that as my booster shot but yes i'm not connected at all with them uh, I have heard all sorts of things that they do, but uh, these are two-faced people. You know, these are, um, they will present one face to you and another face to the rest of the world. And uh, that is, uh, they are very good at that. They are so good at that. As soon as you begin talking to them, they will engage you in all those holy words and uh, all those beautiful words that you will feel seduced uh, that, you know, they are good people. Um They are not good people, this entire religion, unless they are able to denounce this religion just like I did and still say that I'm a follower of Muhammad because Muhammad denounced this Islam, which Islam you are preaching. because That is the word in the Quran, that I do not worship what you worship. What you worship, I do not worship. You know, uh, Muhammad was able to check their worship and their... their, uh, ideas uh, uh, with main and might. Um, so that is the kind of Muslim which uh, as I said, then you become an American and uh, you, that is uh, you know how you join the human race and Muslims need to uh, come up and uh, to that but that will happen only if we take effective steps to control and stop these mullahs. Presently these mullahs are very powerful. They will harass. I have received harassing phone calls just for supporting Donald Trump uh, from these uh, Islamist people. Uh, they have given me threats of uh, lawsuits and all that. And uh, I said, okay, we will see you in the court if you want uh, threats of lawsuits. And they will, uh, you know, they are able to harass you for this and that and anything. Um, so um, they are very powerful in the United States. But believe me, in a few days, God willing, and I pray to God, God give us, Give vision to the person who is going to vote as a Democrat. Give him, grant him insight, Lord, grant him insight that he understands that it is not a question of who Donald Trump is. Even if there was a monkey, even if there was a stick standing against this evil that is there in the form of Hillary, we should vote for that. And we should stand up against this, because what you see is socialized, So, I mean, unheard of things have happened in the United States, unheard of, you know, of course, we knew the governments are corrupt the world over, but not such overtly corrupt. So I I just pray people in the United States are able to have the vision to see what Donald Trump is about. Donald Trump has been bombarded so badly and hurt so badly. I tell you, I have been into this uh, arena of politics, and I, in Pakistan's politics, and all these mullahs uh, and the politicians, they have attacked me. And uh, there were times when I, I really, uh, you know, um, wanted to go into some recluse and say to hell with it, you know, is it all worth it? Um, my wife still says that to me sometimes. Why are you doing this? You are trying to bring back to life a dead nation. Well, that is exactly what Donald Trump is, going, is doing he's trying to bring back to life a nation that is dead and in that process you see trump exhausted beaten up badly beaten up but still i salute him i salute his courage for what he's doing and what he's standing and he's standing against all the journalists and all the comedians and all the jokers and all the bushes and all those professional politicians. Yet despite all that, Donald Trump is standing tall. And in another few days, if if everything works good, we will have a different America and a different leadership, and you will see what will happen. I just pray to God that our Democrats are able to have the vision and are able to see. Now, if Hillary wins, what you will see is, scenes of jubilation of these Islamists on the streets of America. Just the, scenes, the kind of scenes judge. that you saw. Uh, yes. Dorian? I, I yeah. just
1: want to bring, bring on the judge for a minute. Judge, are you there?
4: Yes,
5: I am. I am so okay, encouraged judge. to hear the doctor speaker. Yeah, I, yes. and and I, actually, like I just,
1: to, I just, I, I, I just yeah. want to ask you one thing. Um,
0: sure.
1: Okay, because the polls, if you really follow them, they're very tight. Correct. Um, okay. Um, but I see a path for the Trump victory. And by the way, folks, Judge Reed will be on a, with us Tuesday night at 9 p.m. to call the polls with us. And um, so uh, watch for that show. It should be coming out very soon. Um, Judge. W- uh, what What is your prediction, again?
5: I think we're going to have a Trump landslide. Okay. So, uh,
1: is it similar to, uh, to Reagan's? Absolutely. Because Reagan had a landslide.
5: Yes. Uh, the prediction is anywhere okay. between 294 and 333 electoral college votes.
4: Wow, wow. I, uh, that is –
5: Yeah, there are the news media is throwing out propaganda to try and get the impressionable voters to vote for the vote with the winner, which they're rejecting be Clinton. But the truth is, uh, there are what they call shy voters, people who don't want to publicly say they're going to vote for Trump. And that could be as much as 10 percent of the electorate. So if you add the silent majority, if you will, to the tight race, it's Trump by a blowout. Plus, we're going to pick up another two mm-hmm. to three percent as a result of the FBI investigation of Hillary. As more and more people realize that they vote for Hillary, they are in fact an accessory after the fact. Oh, but I have a question for the doctor. Why don't yes, we get the Paradise edition of the Koran and strike and redact all the hate language? Um, and put out he, a new edition of the Quran that ahead, doesn't da. have the hate language in it.
4: Yeah, ahead, absolutely. Uh, you know, I have to say this. About 15 years ago, I wrote a translation of the Quran, and I did not get it published. Of course, it needs a little revision, uh, uh, and I did not get it published only because uh, of the fear <laughs> that uh, that would, uh, you know... Um, Uh, These uh, mullahs, they would do to me what they did to Salman Rushdie, and I need to set up a base base for myself uh, before I am able to, you know. So I just uh, kept it uh, with me. It is with me. I can um, release that in another uh, two, it may take me two or three months uh, to revise it. And this involves not just me, you know. a bunch of wonderful... Let's call it the
5: paradise Uh, ambition. You're trying to have the Paradise Movement in Pakistan, so let's call it the Paradise Edition, and we could start by publishing it by e-publishing. Download the Paradise Edition through e-publishing in their own homes, and I think that from a military viewpoint, we ought to strike the existing printing uh, publishing houses that print the Quran and the hate language, and also the publishing houses for the um, uh, schools that teach hate to elementary school kids, you know, to learn how to read, but there's a Jew hiding behind a tree, kill him, kill him. To me, they're raising future generations of hate warriors. So the publishing houses are legitimate targets.
4: Uh, yeah, I will I will say this, that, uh, you know, the word paradise, um, you know, John Milton used that, and uh, paradise lost and paradise Regained. Paradise is a metaphor for Iran because this book is so much metaphorical. In fact, uh, our language, uh, um, the language that you and I speak also is so metaphorical. Yes. And so um, paradise means, uh, and I'll give you the example, 99% of Pakistanis and Indians, when they come to the United States and they are, they are fall sick and go to a hospital and they're treated so nice, the phrase that they use is, this country is a paradise. This country is a paradise. Well, you know so the section about if a
5: martyr will get seventy virgins in paradise. I think the new edition of the Quran could say they're Allah's virgins. They must remain virgins, and they cannot be had sexually.
4: Uh, uh, sir, you you are a, a very learned man. Let me say this: there is no such word in the Quran about seventy virgins or anything. Quran. <laughs> There is no such word. This is a total concoction. Actually, they have created um, what you call
5: done this? the Isn't
4: predictions the of that the prophet. Answer?
5: Wait, did the Saudi ahead, Arabian go. Wahhabis invent this?
4: Oh, yes, Wahhabis. And even before the Wahhabis, Islam has a long history of corruption. This religion is founded on corrupted ideas, and there were various... Uh, uh, you know, Jewish and uh, Christian scholars some 900 years ago who were co- converts to um, this new ideology or the new ideology of government. Basically, what has happened is it's an ideology for government and uh, uh, a government which is of the people, by the people, and for the people. Exactly. It's mentioned like this, Amar bil maruf, that's the word, that's the word all laws by popular vote. That is repeated several times in the Quran. Um, But uh, uh, they have mistranslated all those words. And uh, similarly, um, what they created when this religion was created, uh, eventually it was basically uh, Zoroastrian uh, prayer that was incorporated into this, uh, and plus a lot of Christian rituals of fasting and uh, a lot of rituals uh, of uh, Jewish rituals of uh, touching a wall or circumambulating around a stone or st- stuff like that. So all those, it's it's basically a hodgepodge of uh, various religions. Uh, I I say this uh, that uh, it was probably various scholars who were sitting in interfaith dialogue some thousand years ago. And created a new common religion for themselves, and uh, that is how this these words, as regards the words virgins or anything, there's no such thing. Actually, the word hoor is mentioned in the Quran. Uh, b- by Arabic grammar, the hoor is a masculine, not a feminine. So the masculine that is m- mentioned is that in this uh, paradise state, uh, uh, the offices will be set up where you. Will be sitting on couches and young boys uh, who will be serving as interns will be working with you, learning directly from you firsthand. That is the word hoors. So these are words for interns I mentioned in the Quran, uh, and uh, the word by grammar, by Arabic grammar, is a masculine, <laughs> not a feminine even. But they have turned right. it to in, into <clears throat> into this. So they, all these mistranslations have been. Uh, in the Quran, and uh, the mullahs keep on preaching it, and uh, those people who go and attend these Islamic centers include learned people, doctors uh, with uh, degrees in uh, cardiology and neurosurgery, and they give thousands of dollars, donations to the... Uh, and when you ask them, you know, did you gain... Well, the new
5: edition stuff? of the Quran should also have in the back the text of the Universal uh, Declaration of Human Rights.
4: Absolutely. That
5: was adopted by the United Nations. And the provisions of the Universal Declaration of Human Rights uh, make the applicable um, uh, Dark Ages version of Sharia law uh, crimes against humanity.
4: Absolutely. The Declaration
5: of Human Rights forbids torture and what is the amputation of extremities and the stoning of women.
4: Yeah, the amputation... Forbids
5: slavery... And exactly, exactly. is a slave nation. There are open slave markets in the Sudan as well.
4: No, it uses the word kataiyad, which means to apply handcuffs to the thief. That is the word in the Quran, to put handcuffs to the thief. They use the word to cut the hand of the thief. So uh, instead of, uh, you know, it's absolute mistrust which they have introduced just to create uh, harassment uh, because, uh, you know, These typical governments of the have run through chopping heads off. Um, There are uh, punishments mentioned in the Quran for prostitution. Uh, There are punishments uh, mentioned in the Quran, but at the same time, those punishments referred to as Hadood Allah, which means limits of the law. Those are limits of the law uh, defined as such that that is how uh, um, something that is wrong for the society is looked upon and yet it is for us to make laws in accordance with our own needs because that fundamental principle of law making in the quran as is mentioned amar bil ma'ruf is the fundamental principle that all laws will be by popular vote and uh, and consideration of common opinion so uh those could be useful guidelines for particularly all those countries and uh, countries like Pakistan are were already adopting these because once Pakistan was created in 1947, we were a very progressive country and we uh, we uh, the people who fo- uh, founded the country they were uh, uh, they were individuals who used to preach this exact version of uh, Islam which I am talking about. Now what happened? Gradually, United States of America needed soldiers to fight wars against the Soviets. And there was a political party of the mullahs called the Jamaat-e-Islami, and that political party made contact with the U.S. government. And that is how this evil turned into a monster for us. So during the times of Reagan administration, uh, these individuals benefited the most because Somehow, the president of Pakistan, Ziaul Haq, was able to bluff the United States of America that he needs recruits to fight these wars, and uh, these individuals uh, actually were recruited uh, by, by um, uh, these mullahs, and that's how madrasas were set up. In fact, the entire his chapters, new chapters were included in the syllabi of the madrasas, Uh, where uh, jihad and dying in uh, a holy war against the Soviets was uh, recommended. This is how we had unleashed upon ourselves this evil that you see today. The meeting in Villanova University that I attended in 1997, where uh, some generals were present also, including General Zinni and quite a few other notable people, I was given five minutes to talk, and I said, the um, United States of America has brought this genie out of the bottle and put on us and made our countries unlivable. It is now the duty of Americans to spend money to put this genie back into the bottle, because this, is, this genie is totally alien to Quran and to the ideas of Muhammad. Actually, we were trying to get rid of mullahs. Mullahs was uh, Pakistan, in our high school dramas and plays, just as you have clowns. Uh, we used to make clowns uh, that was a bearded person called the mullah. There was no respect for the mullah. Mullah did not have even finances to buy a bicycle. But this war with Afghanistan brought the mullah, where mullahs were running into Toyota cars and uh, Cadillacs, and they were uh, riding in, uh, you know, uh, they they were having access to the best weapons and guns. So this is what has happened to Islam. So it is imperative we take this responsibility as Americans and see how we can actually um, de-educate and uh, take care of all this evil that has been unleashed primarily by America. And uh, we have something about it. Now, more and more realization is coming. More and more realization is coming into the American public that, you know, um, uh, this was started by us. We need to do something about it. And I'm pretty sure, as open and recipient Mr. Donald Trump is to this, in order to control this monster, in order to take care of this monster, he will have to set up uh, what I have been asking for by the state government. Of- well, doctors, should we make it a, st- a crime to he- stockpile weapons in a mosque? Should
5: that be a criminal Absolute offense, to that- stockpile weapons in a mosque?
4: Yes, and uh, that, should, that already is a crime, as much as I know. But what they are doing at this time They have weapons in their homes. And uh, you see this lull before the storm, as I call. You see least amount of terroristic activity and bomb blasts happening in any part of the world at this time because they do not want to do anything that turns the people against them. And uh, they are just waiting for this opportunity for Hillary to be elected once she comes to power. Now you will see what will happen. This country can, believe me, in the years turn into Beirut. Right. And I just, just I wish that what words you said. Well, the said Obama that
5: administration Trump. has authorized yes. the United Nations troops to occupy American soil. In my viewpoint, if we have any U.N. troops deployed on American soil, that is an invasion. And to yeah. Article 1, Section 10 of the United States Constitution, yes. the states may engage in war uh, when actually invaded or in such imminent danger as shall not admit to delay. And those governors, as commander-in-chief of the state militia, should recognize deployment of United Nations troops on American soil as an invasion.
1: Yes. Absolutely. And Luther, are you there? Yeah, yeah hold on. Luther, are, are you there? Do you want to ask your questions?
3: Yeah, I wanna just make a statement. I think we the people here need to teach these the poor liberals. And teach these poor liberals come together and become we the, the we the united. And if we can do that, we can stop all this. But he's yes, right. that I'll teach. If you don't teach, we won't change.
4: Is the
5: Muslim right. Brotherhood a terrorist organization?
4: Well, they have, I think, declared it a terrorist organization. But uh, you know, <laughs> you know, by declaring something a terrorist organization is not going to solve the problem. Now they call themselves Muslim Democrats, and that's what they are concealed as. And they sending mass emails to their followers. Uh, the Muslim Democrats is a group. They send mass emails. I am one of the recipients of those emails. I'm email. Which they send how how to counter this and how to counter that. Now there are active members of that who are involved with uh, with them, and uh, uh, you know um, they have a database where all the Muslim names uh, they collected, and that's how I am a recipient. uh, But I continue to you know um, be the quiet recipient, and I've been following what they have been doing. The problem is, sir, our government has been impotent in taking care of them. Not because we did not have laws, but because our government's policies were such, right Uh, from the White House down, of political correctness and trying to do the right thing. I mean, can you imagine we have been uh, uh, um, denouncing our police officers publicly? That's what the White House has done. So you you see, uh, 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 which country can afford that? Our police... uh, uh, you know is they're one of the most respected people they, they, there is peace in this country there's law and order in this country uh, and of course uh, okay. you know they, uh,
1: we have a little uh doc we have a, a little under 2 minutes left um can can you tell us your website and wrap up
4: yes uh well the website is com. q u a i d e a z a m dot .com that is kaidiazm.com. But my name, uh, there are several websites that we run. Um, There is another website called janetpakistan.org, which is the um, website for our charitable organization. Um, And then there is uh, Janet Pakistan Party's website in Pakistan. And we have done all sorts of things uh, in order to attract attention. For example, uh, on the first site, people would say, well, the flag of this party looks like the Nazi party flag. Actually, what we did is, uh, when we were making this uh, party flag, we eradicated the swastika and replaced it with the name of God, and uh, as written in the uh, language. And uh, we uh, we did everything to attract. So there's yeah. Jeanette Pakistan website. But anybody interested in my lectures, Facebook is the best place. Asarul Islam Syed, A S A R U L I S L A M Syed, Syed, and uh, you would find Janet Pakistan, J W N A T Janet Pakistan. These are all on Facebook, and uh, that's how we propagate our our ideas. And uh, uh, uh,
1: okay, um, Doc, we are out of time. Thank you for coming on our show this evening. It was an awesome show. We will have you back. You're welcome anytime. To, uh, and we'll de- definitely uh,
4: have all you of back. You uh, our Honorable Judge and everybody. Thank you very much. I am very grateful to our callers and uh, all those listeners. Thank you so much for listening. It's through education alone that we can solve the problems of the human race. Absol-
1: absolutely. God bless. And uh, God bless. yes, uh, and, right. And. Um, Folks, I want to tell you that um, Monday we have a fellow by the name of Rick Knox coming on, um, and uh, he will be doing an awesome show. He was actually uh, a campaign manager, right, Luther?
3: Yeah. Um, Nixon up, Nixon to Reagan.
1: Okay, so he's going to share lots of stories uh, on that. And Tuesday, Judge Reed Chambers will be back with us. He will be calling the election. Um, And also giving us the scenarios of what will happen in case it's a close election and also um, the scenarios, excuse me, to uh, Hillary Clinton. And folks, I also want to remind you that we have a chance to discuss it tonight. but uh, human trafficking was, has also been associated with the Clinton Foundation, and uh, we hope to air a show sometime this week in reference to the human trafficking. Um, and folks, don't forget to go to StudentsForBetterFuture dot com. That's StudentsForBetterFuture dot com, and make a donation there. That would be awesome. And to all of our listeners, have a great night. We will see you on Monday.